Good morning, good afternoon, or good evening, whatever time of day it is when you hear this message. This is Reverend Kay Mortimer with Covenant Truth Ministries, and this is today's edition of Bible Bites, and we are reading today. My reading is found in Psalm 26 through 31, and I wanted to just point out a couple of uh, things as I was reading through these. First of all, chapter 26 is another Psalm of David, we're told. And I wanted to read verse 8, and I, I hope that we can make this our prayer that this will be true of us. Psalm 26, verse 8. Lord, I have loved the habitation of your house and the place where your glory dwells. May that be true of each and every one of us, that we would be so in love with the Lord, so awed, awed with his presence, and so enjoying having a covenant relationship with him, that we would love the habitation of his house and the place where his glory dwells, in, to be in his presence. That's what it's talking about here, in sweet fellowship with him. Hallelujah. Chapter 27 is another beloved psalm, and, and the author of this one is, Dave, is David as well. I want to read verse 4 and 5. These are um, probably my favorite verses out of this particular psalm. And it says, one thing I have desired of the Lord, that will I seek, that I may dwell in the house of the Lord all the days of my life, to behold the beauty of the Lord and to inquire in his temple. For in the time of trouble, he shall hide me in his pavilion, in the secret place of his tabernacle. He shall hide me. He shall set me high upon a rock. David is talking here about his longing to be in God's presence. You know, David was king. He had the throne. He had the palace. He had anything he wanted for the most part. And yet he says, one thing I've desired. I want to be in God's house. I want to be in the presence of God. I want to be beholding his beauty and admiring him. And that was in, the, in his day, he made a tabernacle of David and he brought the Ark of the Covenant there. And I have another study um, on that, but that's the place that David is saying he wants to be. He longed to be in God's beautiful presence. And I pray that we will also, that that will be true of us as well. Then in verse, um, I'm sorry, then in chapter 28, the author also here is another David. I mean, it's another Psalm of David. Um, this is another one. He's the author of many of the Psalms, so it's not surprising that many of them are attributed to him. There are a few other authors as well, and we'll get to those later. Let me read verse 9 of chapter uh, 28. Save your people and bless your inheritance. Shepherd them also and bear them up forever. How beautiful it is that God would be our shepherd always with us, always caring for us. You know, we read this, the beloved shepherd's psalm, Psalm 23, just a day or so ago, and it's a beautiful picture of God and how he takes good care of us as our shepherd. Hallelujah. Chapter 29, another psalm of David, and I want to read verse 1 and 2. He starts off and he is telling everyone, he's encouraging us all, Give unto the Lord, O you mighty ones, give unto the Lord glory and strength. Give unto the Lord the glory due his name. Worship the Lord in the beauty of holiness. 
And so I just want to speak a couple of things about this. That word give really is talking about ascribing to the Lord. You know, we really can't give God anything because everything we have, including our very breath, is a gift from him. But what David is saying here is for us to ascribe it or acknowledge it back to God. Acknowledge to God how glorious and how strong he is. Acknowledge to God the glory that he is worthy of, that weightiness, that value, that honor and esteem that is due him. And then he says to worship the Lord in the beauty of holiness. Beloved, holy living is a beautiful thing, especially to God. And so there is a beauty in living in a holy way and in a holy manner. Later on in this chapter, he goes on and he talks about the voice of the Lord and details so many things of that. And when I read these passages, I always remember a trip that I made to Niagara Falls. And when you go to a place like that where it's a, a large waterfall like that and there's massive amounts of water that are, are crushing down, it's a very deafening thing when you're at that place of the waterfall. I remember being up there and, um, and it was just very deafening. When you stood there, you could you. It was just so massive, and so um, he's using some of that same type of imagery here to discuss the power, the majesticness, the the majesty and and beauty and power of the voice of the Lord. The he, the Lord speaks and it is done. It's just that simple. Hallelujah, and then in verse ten it talks about how the Lord is always on his throne. No matter what is going on, the Lord sits as king forever. In chapter 30, this is another um, psalm of David, and this one it says it was written at the dedication of the house of David. So that's when it was ascribed to him that he wrote it. I want to read verse 5, and I want, to, I want us to just remember the comfort that this verse brings to us. In chapter 30, verse 5, For his anger is but for a moment. His favor is for life. Weeping may endure for a night, but joy comes in the morning. How many times have we found comfort in that scripture? Oh, it's beautiful, beloved, to know that God's anger is for a moment, but his favor is for life. May his favor be upon all of his people. Weeping may endure for a night, but joy comes in the morning. God gives us an answer. God gives us a restoration. And it may not be one night worth of weeping. It may be a season. It may represent a season. But God always has a good end in store. And he treasures our tears. And God will bring us through. Hallelujah. So I love that in this chapter. And then in chapter 31, again, the author is David. This one is a psalm that he delivered to the chief musician. At that time, it would have been Asaph. And it was delivered, obviously, for singing and for worship. And I want to read to you just two little verses out of this as we draw down to a close today. Verse 7 and 8. I will be glad and rejoice in your mercy, for you have considered my trouble. You have known my soul in adversities. And have not shut me up into the hand of the enemy. You have set my feet in a wide place. I really was struck by that um, verse about the, the passage there about how he has known us in adversities. 
Beloved, no matter what's going on in our lives, even trying or hard times, even times of pressure or things that we don't understand, God knows us even in those times. He sees us and he cares and he will bring us through. And then I want to read verse 15, and this is uh, where we'll end today. My times are in your hand. Deliver me from the hand of my enemies and from those who persecute me. It's always important for us to remember whatever time or season we're in in our life, our times are in his hands, and that's comforting. That's comforting when we're facing a health uh, concern or a health issue or whether it's an issue of finance or whether it's an issue of transition or a move or whatever it is, keep in mind that my times are in his hands, or in God's hands. And if you're a believer, that is true of you as well. And so he knows the perfect timing. His time is perfect in all ways. And the book of Ecclesiastes, I believe it is, uh, tells us that he makes all things beautiful in his time. May this be a blessing to you today. And may you be able to join us again for future episodes of, of Bible Bites. God bless you. In Jesus' name, amen.